How's it haunting, everyone? I'm Chris. And I'm Lena. And this is the How's It Haunting podcast. Sorry. Why are you laughing so much at me already? It's nothing personal. I just love the way you transition from everything we talked about before the show started to, hi, I'm, because I know I do it too, but it's just, it's funny to hear. I'll see you. So how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm good too. What's today's topic? Today we are going to talk about haunted artifacts. Haunted artifacts. It's a very wide base to cover. There are so many haunted artifacts out there. Like everything is haunted now. Do you have any haunted artifacts? Like any anything personal that you can say there's something weird about? You know what? I didn't even think about that until right now when you asked that question. That's what I do. I ask the awesome questions. <laughs> You ask the odd questions. Potato, potato. I don't think so. I don't feel like anything's off with anything I own. I mean, everything's off because I own it in general, but that's that's a different topic. Follow-up question. Why would it take you so long to answer that? Like, shouldn't it be a no-brainer? No, you would my... think, but my brain's not fully functioning right now. Ask... I didn't have coffee this morning. I had tea. Oh, I had a lot of coffee. So go ahead and ask me that question. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll respond. I'll pretend like I don't know what's going on. Isn't that always the behind the scenes anyways? <laughs> no, then I really don't know what's going on. Here I'm acting. Oh, okay. And so do you have any? Do I have any? What? Artifacts that are haunted or anything that you own that you think that have that little sense of being off? Hmm. Let's see. No. Hard ass. Pretty fucking straightforward. <laughs> you know, I wish I did. I really do. I know people are like, oh, cursed objects and things like that. And they can be bad. But I just want one like haunted art because I had boys. So we really didn't have dolls. You know, we had some stuffed animals when they were younger, but if like, if fucking G.I. Joe was haunted, that'd be awesome. I would sit cameras up everywhere to have my kids like Legos and shit come to life and move around I mean, on their own. Are you talking about Toy Story? Is that where you're, you're trying to get to that you want Toy Story to happen in your house? No, because Toy Story is a real thing that actually does happen, but we can't capture it because they know when we're watching. Now I'm talking about like a haunted, a haunted object, you know, a haunted toy, something haunted. It'd be kind of cool. But no, my life's not that interesting. We have to read about haunted objects and artifacts and pass along to you lovely house and honors. So you wouldn't want anything haunted in your house? I mean, I'm not sure. It depends on how cursed what it entails. Not cursed, just haunted. I can deal with the haunted house like I have before. Okay. It's not a big deal. My thing is if you can get it and narrow it down to have one artifact that was haunted or one item in your house that was haunted. So maybe on camera or when your back's turned, it just like moves a little. I think that'd be pretty cool. As long as it doesn't move so much that I cannot find it some days. Like after I'm looking for it, I'm like, where the hell did this go? Like that would bug me. That's Toy Story. That's different. Well, I have a couple of haunted artifact stories. How many do you have? I have two. So you want to go first this time? Sure. Why not? All right. Lena's haunted stories. We should make well, this show like really dark one day and just, just like try and scare the shit out of people. No, my, probably wouldn't work. My first cursed artifact is a crime boy. This is a painting and this painting was painted by Giovanni in 1950s. There's one that's really what they focus on the most but he painted a lot of paintings of crying kids for some reason that was just his thing and he used to sell them on the streets right after world war ii i'm just trying to figure out how these people bought these paintings because they're pictures of these kids crying and for some reason he was able to show their pain in these pictures it's not just the one 
picture that's from house to house. They're estimating there's about 60 paintings total that he did. They started mass producing these paintings. And so it's not just the original painting. It's also the copies of these paintings. Oh, wow. So if I print this out, it can be cursed? It's later on. Yeah, I read that in lore. This painting is found online because they've tried to get rid of most of them. And I'll explain that later on, but they try to get rid of most of them and people are now printing them, trying to continue this lore to happen. Oh man, did I fuck up your story? Did I jump the gun? I'm sorry. No, we'll, it's okay we'll, because we'll, there's we'll, still, we'll... I mean, there's little <laughs> things here and there. So okay. yeah, you're bound to do I that. I just couldn't I help mean, it. I will, I'll, you know, I'm going to end up doing the same thing to you. So probably, I'm not even worried probably. About it, so. Well, <laughs> continue, continue. I, I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth now. <laughs> no, no. Questions are always, you know, I enjoy questions, even if they mess up my story. You know, I'm good with that. All right, then so, what if I what if I uh, print it out with no color and I Crayola the color in myself? Is it still cursed? It could be. I mean, I, I wouldn't try it. I have a ton of questions. In the early 80s, this was like the big thing that all these people were buying. For some reason, they would walk into the furniture store and they would see it on the wall or in a gallery or anywhere. And they're like, the couple's were attracted to these paintings and they were just flying off the shelf. So there were so many prints out there. What brought this attention was in 1985, the Sun News in UK did a story on it. And what was happening is that houses were catching on fire. But the one thing that was not burnt, like the rest of the house would be charred, but the copy would be the only thing left in the pile of dust and ash. The Sun did this big thing about it. And a lot of people started coming out and talking about it and this is 85 so it wasn't like internet fast i mean they're writing letters so these people were actually believed that theirs were cursed there were stories of how a lady house caught on fire six months after buying the painting two sisters had uh, a fire in their home after buying the copy one sister even claimed to have seen her painting sway back and forth on the wall a concerned woman attempted to burn her painting but without success and then went on to suffer a run of bad luck i don't teach her a gentleman in nottingham who possessed the print of the painting lost his home and his family was injured there was a pizza parlor where everything in that pizza parlor was destroyed except for the print are these all fires yeah, all fires. And so there was a fireman who was like, no, there's no such thing as supernatural. But he admitted he had on notes of files of fires that had contained this crying boy. Over 50 fires had this painting involved in it since 1973. In 1985, when the Sun did this expose, firefighter Alan Wilkinson claimed it's not supernatural. There's no evidence of it. But then he goes on to say, since 1975, there were more than 50 fires that had this painting in the house or in the building. So I'm like, wait, you're saying it's not supernatural. But more than 50 fires between 1975 and 1985 that have notes of this painting or copy in the house? That's kind of creepy right i mean it's not like a van gogh or something which is so popular that you got prints over reprints and you got millions of them everywhere you also have to look at the time frame mid 70s to mid 80s there was no mm-hmm. internet you couldn't really share with anybody on a grand scale i'm thinking okay these people all know about the crying boy so maybe they're doing it for an insurance scam which is possible sure, but when people are getting hurt the first thing i would look into if i was investigating these fires is the close proximity of the houses and if these families knew each other hey bob you want to collect on your insurance 
trust me get the crying boy print it out how many awesome printers were back in the late or the mid 70s late 80s that you would print something out you know what i mean so I, i get the paranormal aspect of it like it all makes sense but you also have to lean towards okay is this a big scam so the, I, have, I have a lot of questions for the, the lead investigator. But as far as the story goes as a whole, yeah, I buy it. I mean, it adds up. So shortly after that son did that whole thing in 1985, that that next Halloween, what they did is they got a, over 2,500 copies of this painting and they burned it. They did a mass burning. They're, they're like, nope, done with this. So they so burned people. the pictures of the crying child that wouldn't burn in a house? Yeah, but these are all the people that didn't have it happen to them, so... Maybe that's the loophole. Only one right? way to test it. Lena? Nope. Print yourself a copy of The Crying <laughs> I Boy. Know. I have animals in my house. We'll take those out first. You got off on a technicality for not putting up the voodoo queen, right? Yeah, so. that thing was creepy. But then we did that update and you found out it was a voodoo queen. Come on. We'll see. We know the full story now. After doing all the research, I thought this was a kind of creepy. And yeah, you're going to get mad. You're like, why didn't you say that from the beginning? Because it's something that it was always at the end of every story that it did a good job on explaining this is they said that the little boy was crying because the parents had just died in a fire in which he started oh get the fuck out of here that's wicked on so many levels it's like the painter hold still young man i know you're sad but let me paint you know how long it takes to sit still for a fucking painting and the kid's crying the whole time that's fucked up yeah i want the painter's house to burn down yeah you should have led with that that is pretty fucking horrible but wow but it kind of gives that last umph to the story because I, I gotta tell you i felt bad for the crime boy then you gotta put that mm-hmm. on there but he did start the fire so maybe he's a little pyromaniac and he deserves to be sad he deserves jail time is what he deserves because that's <laughs> that's arson and murder they don't like it's different some say it was intentional some say it was accidental like they don't really know but that's the story behind that painting of why he's crying I'll tell you one thing. As a man who was a boy once that played with fire, nobody accidentally plays with fire. <laughs> you accidentally burn shit. Well, I'll, no, I'll take that back. You accidentally burn more shit because when you play with fire, you intend on burning shit. You just accidentally burn more shit than you planned on. So you're still a pyromaniac. You just, there's at different levels. How old is the boy? Do the, does it say how old the boy is? They don't really say, but if you look, he's he's pretty young. He, I did he look at the probably like painting. five or something like that. Yeah. He doesn't look too old. No, I'd be weird if he was like 27 and he couldn't really call him a boy at that time. I don't know. Some cultures are different. Wow. So where is the original or... One of the original crime boys. They don't know. No one's coming out with it. Everyone who has said that they had it, they always laugh at it. And then something bad happens to their house. So kind of just disappeared. Yeah, their house burns down. Those people don't exist anymore. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say I'm here if you're dead because you burned up. Right. But if you mock the crime boy, I guess you just you get what you give. Yeah. Random yeah. acts of kindness, people. It goes to paintings, too. Be nice to everybody, especially crime <laughs> boy paintings that are haunted that could potentially burn down your house see that's that's the kind of cursed object i do not want in my house i don't want any cursed i said haunted i want a haunted object i don't want any cursed objects what do you have chris okay my first artifact is called the goddess of death 
but its real name is the Women from Lem. Estimated to be created about 3500 BCE from pure limestone, it was unearthed in Lem, Cyprus in 1878. No one knows what it is exactly. Perhaps it served as a fertility statue for an unspecified goddess. However, far better known for its mysterious and deadly effects it has on its owners. The Women from Lem statue has belonged to at least four different families, and each one of them met an untimely fate. So you got these four families all taking ownership of this artifact. And it's a weird-looking artifact. There's no distinct features on it. Not a whole lot of detail. It's very... It's a shitty-looking fucking artifact. We'll just say that. You wouldn't want to put this up anywhere. But apparently these families did, and they all died because of it. So the first one was Lord Elfont, and after acquiring the statue within six years, seven members of his family died, which is a lot of fucking people. So how many members did he have total in his family? (laughs) Trying to do this on a somber note, but I couldn't help it. No, that's just a lot of people. That's like being a member of my family. Lord Elfont was Hispanic. The second owner, Ivor Menusi, had a similar experience. He and his entire family died within four years of owning the statue. Whole family wiped out. Doesn't say how many there were. Could have been three. Him, his old lady, and a kid. Either way, still bad. Lord Thompson Knowles family. The third to bring the statue into their home also perished within four years. And for a while after that, the statue vanished until it wound up in the hands of Sir Alvin Biverbrook. He, his wife, and their two daughters were the next to die. So this statue is just taking families left and right. But before the seemingly cursed artifact could finish its work, Biverbrook's two surviving sons donated the statue to the Royal Scottish Museum in Edinburgh, Scotland. To top off the mystery the museum curator who handled the statue died within a year. I do not want to go anywhere near this fucking statue. So now it's at the Royal Scottish Museum where it rests guarded from the world. Death seems to follow the primitive statue and it is so feared that it is kept in a fully enclosed glass case. It is considered a cursed artifact and to this day no one can touch the piece without wearing gloves. I wouldn't even touch it with gloves. So they're saying that even if you just touch it, even to move it from like over like a centimeter or whatever, touching it is going to cause you some type of curse life. If you touch it without gloves. What kind of gloves are they using that protect They're using demon-proof gloves. Okay. They, you can find them at any Home Depot, I'm pretty sure. And if you go there and ask for the demon-proof gloves, they'll give you the extra insulated demon-proof gloves. No, but they're saying, because I've read a couple of different articles on this, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it is absolutely forbidden to have any kind of human contact. And these gloves that they wear, I guess, protect them, as long as your skin's not touching. Okay, so but, just as long as your skin doesn't touch them. Yeah. Know. But I don't think they handle this thing a whole lot. Like, if I'm putting this thing in a glass case i'm not fucking moving it i'm gonna move right? the glass case i would wear gloves and move the glass case and if it falls while it's under there well it falls while it's in there wherever it, it falls stays. it stays it's like me when i'm like a hundred you know wherever i fall i'm staying I'm not moving at all until someone says oh you forgot to put on your batman suit then you're trying to get up then they give me bat gloves and they pick <laughs> me up with bat gloves the backstory is sensational but there are no archaeological records or the actual discovery of the artifact all accounts state that it was discovered in 1878 unfortunately there are no details including the name of the founder because he probably died at the time it was made it was either a fertility statue or a crude depiction of a goddess whose name has been lost to time that's unfortunate can you imagine being made into a statue and you think like you're famous like all right lena they made statues of us thousand years later they dig us up like who the fuck are these guys doesn't even look like lena the lack of detail on the surface of the piece makes it challenging to correlate it with any other works regardless of the origin the statue has a dark reputation some time ago it earned the sinister nickname goddess of death due to the many fatalities connected with those who have either owned it 
or touched it. Nevertheless, the number of fatalities seems to overrule any attempt to rationalize or debunk the tale. Something sinister seems to be attached to the woman of Lem, and there is no way of telling if or when it will reveal itself. They won't even test it, and I don't blame them, because I wouldn't volunteer. How many families do you think need to die before they're like, oh, there's something wrong with this statue. Like, do you think after this, after the second family all just met their demise, they're like, you know, it's it's strange, but it's just coincidental. Was four the magic number? I mean, if someone says, oh yeah, the last couple of families, some weird stuff happened. Here you go. I'm like, no, nah, not touching it. I'll let that drop where it is. How much money would they have to give you for you to test this? I mean, with people dying, there's not enough, not enough money in the world. Well, if people are going to die, if possibly my kids are going to die or my husband, no, I'm not taking Well, it. no, I'm not saying, yeah, I'll put anybody in danger. I'm like, if it's just you, if it's if just, it's just you, me, it's just oh, that's you. a different story. But then who's the money going to go to? Like, if I die, then who's the money to go to if you live? <laughs> me. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I chance it for a million because a million? It, then you can always, like, let's say you don't have you, a husband and family, right? And I don't you have. You can't live off a million, though. A million doesn't get you anywhere nowadays. It's a good start. Fuck, I do it for 20 bucks right now, to be honest. My cup's empty. I do it for a cup of coffee. Oh, I'm man. just saying in the grand scheme of things, you offer me a million dollars and it's like, here you go. You person with no wife and kids living all alone with no friends all by yourself. I give you a million dollars to have this in your house. I'm like, sure. You know, I'll, I'll keep it for, for what, a month? Seems fair. Is that how long it took before the, each one would die? I, there's no or... time frame on all of them. Oh, they, they just, they're just gone. Oh, oh. Uh, this this uh, this episode is really hitting the old entertainment button, huh? All these deaths, all these families that are being just taken out. Let's try and cheer it up. What do you got? Oh, this is a down, it's another downer. Of course it is. Bassano Vase. The Bassiano vase is believed to have been crafted in the 15th century in small town north of Napoli, Italy. The legend, the lore, the myth is said to have been given to a young bride the night before her wedding. She thought, you know, getting a gift the night before the wedding that you're going to have good fortune, you know, something good. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. The new bride found lying on the floor the next morning, clutching the vase. Just before she died, she told she would return to seek her vengeance. At this point, you don't know, was she murdered? Was she killed? Was it just a face curse? So they give it to another member of the family. Guess what? They died shortly after. They keep giving it to people. And every time they give it to someone, they die sooner than the next, like within the time period that they get it. Why do they keep giving it away? I don't know. After the second person, I'm like, nah, let's get rid of it. If finally hide it. They gave it to a priest. And this priest was to have hid it within... The sacred grounds. And so it went away for a really long time. Everyone forgot about this. It disappeared. It stopped killing people. In 1988, it's found buried in someone's yard. The artifact itself had a note and it said, beware, this face brings death. So the guy finds it and he's like, ah, this is old. I'm going to make a lot of money off of it. So he sells it on like an auction to a pharmacist for $2,540. I guess the vase was quickly auctioned off. The original person who found it didn't die, which is weird. But I guess because maybe it's been buried so long that it, it had some time to, to you, get its curse. Because are you, the, the are you auction, telling the me person who, the artifact needed to warm up? It did because the person who found it, put it to auction, didn't die. So sells it to a pharmacist. After three months of owning it, dies mysteriously. Then a 37-year-old surgeon gets it. Two months later, they die. The vase is sold again to an archaeologist. And three months later, he dies. 
So rumor is they sold it to another one. Another person dies. The family of that one catches on and is like, wait, like this is what's happening. So because they didn't want that fate, what they did is they threw it out their window. By the way, this face is made out of silver. So they chuck it out the window and it hits a police officer on the head. Police officer does not die. And then they get a ticket for littering. They actually got it for disorderly behavior because it was a silver object being thrown out. And it's a decent sized face. They try to bring it back. The family's like, nope, not taking it. We're not taking it back. Why did they melt it down? Could it just be the silver it was made out of? They don't know the history of this. They just know it's silver. So the police... They try to give it to a museum, but because of all these deaths already behind it, the museum was like, nope, we're not taking it. Yeah, I'm sure that's why they weren't taking it. The so museum probably that's... knew what was going on. They're like, no, that's a cursed object. You can keep that, buddy. Yeah, you go ahead and you, you take you take it. We're allergic to death. It doesn't work well for us. You keep that cursed object for yourself. So they said that this curse was so strong that no institution would accept it. See? Now it's hidden away again. We don't know if, where it's buried, where it's put where it's located some legend says it's in a blood box buried deep down in a holy cemetery but it disappeared again and so now we just need to wait until we forget about this one and someone brings it back up maybe it didn't kill the guy that found it because it was thankful Mm, because someone had to give it to the first bride right someone had to bring it there and that person there's no report that the messenger died so there's Mm -hmm. always one person that the artifact's thankful for so maybe that's the case maybe the spirit was like hey thanks for digging me up there's there's a couple of little things that are interesting well the vase itself because it's made out of silver most renaissance vases were made out of porcelain and this vase is not decorative renaissance vases were usually very colorful and they also had scenes of italian life during that time painted on it and this didn't they're saying that the craft work isn't matching up to the time period which is weird i know it it makes it sound like ah, this is all fake then so maybe that's the second part of this story is where did this come from like who made this it's silver it's not common to have silver vases back in the renaissance time maybe it's older there was some that said it looked similar to something in like the 14th century in china there was different reports of people actually looking at it and seeing that it was a little different than the time period they believed it to be from another reason why i don't want a cursed artifact i never said curse i said haunted I know, but you are even with that million dollar question. Would you have a cursed artifact? Well, they pay you for that. These people are dying just left and right as soon as it's like dying for free. Dying for free. Dying for free. Get paid for it. What's your next story? My next cursed artifact is a painting. Now, this painting is called The Hands Resist Him. The Hands Resist Him was painted by artist Bill Stoneham in 1972. Believed to be one of the most haunted paintings in the world. Forget your crying boy, because <laughs> you're one up me. There you go. The hands are resistant. It's not, a competition, it's not a competition, but I'm winning. This 36 by 24 inch canvas painting of a young boy standing with a female doll holding a dry cell battery with entangled wires, as described by Bill, in front of a glass panel door with many hands pressed against it in the background. According to Stoneham, the boy is based on a photograph of himself at age five. The doorway represents the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities. While the doll is a guide that will escort the boy through it. Well, the picture alone is creepy. I, I saw the picture when I was doing my research on uh, my stuff. Like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, I kind of actually like the painting. 
You I, would. I do. I do like the painting. It's fascinating. I thought you would be scared. Not scared, but just like irked just on the concept of the doll. Well, it's a painting of a doll. I know, but. I'm fine with pictures of shit. Pictures. Well, I was going to say pictures of shit can't fucking hurt you, but I guess really? they can in our cases. But in this one, it's just it's just so easy to look at and get lost in. You do get lost in because you're trying to look at every little detail that he does have in it. It was an interesting painting. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Well, he says that the hands in the background represent alternate lives or possibilities. You have all these deeper meanings for him painting himself at age five. Robot doll looking thing holding a battery. She's supposed to be his guide through the world behind them. And all these hands are alternative lives and possibilities. I mean, the concept alone is it's a good story. And that's what always leads you in, right? the story. It was first displayed at the Fagarden Gallery in Beverly Hills, California, in the early 1970s. It was a one-man show for Stoneham. Both the owner of the gallery and the Los Angeles Times art critic that reviewed the piece died within one year after encountering the painting. Holy moly. During the show, the painting was purchased by actor John Marley, famous for his role as uh, Jack Waltz in The Godfather okay. and that guy. He didn't die mysteriously by the painting. He passed away later on in 1984, but he was at that time the last known owner of the painting. The painting once again resurfaced in the year 2000, displayed on eBay, stating that uh, an older elderly couple had discovered it. The listing stated that the painting was only in the house for a few days when the young daughter started to complain about it. So as parents do, what do we do when kids complain about things and you have cameras? So they put their motion camera on it, set it up for a few days. And although they didn't catch any movement of the figures, the painting did seem to change color and the battery in the doll's hand looked more like a gun. And there's pictures of all this stuff. Yeah, well, as an honor, I'll put some pictures up so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Spooked by what they had seen, the family decided to get rid of it. However, they were unwilling to throw it away or burn it. So I guess they really didn't want to get rid of it. They decided the best thing to do was to put it on eBay and try and sell it, right? Of course. Let somebody else deal with it. The eBay description made a series of claims such as the figures in the painting would come to life at night, sometimes leaving the painting and entering the room. So that's when Chris goes, how can I buy this? Like, how can I get a haunted painting? I'll hang it up. I don't care. I'll do it. So let me just say that again, that the eBay description made a series of claims such as the figures in the painting coming to life and sometimes leaving the painting, entering the room. See, that's when I have a problem with this fucking doll. I knew that doll looked creepy. The doll does look creepy. Can't even get, like, your favorite character on your cereal box to pop out, but this bitch is going to fucking enter my house without asking? I don't think so. You don't like anyone coming over anyways. Not, not unannounced. Never come over unannounced. <laughs> Let me know you're coming over so I have time to leave. Including in the listings were photos of the above-mentioned incident showing the doll character threatening the male character with a gun, which they believed may have caused him to leave the painting in the first place. The battery the doll was holding in the painting, according to the seller, would change into a gun at night. So she's holding this item, and I've seen the pictures, and I'll show the pictures. The color of the painting changes at night, according to what they've captured, and the battery itself and the way it's shaped can be seen as a gun, I guess you could say. But I'm not 100% sold on the fact that it is a gun. Mm. Nevertheless, it's still a fucking creepy painting. A disclaimer was included with the listing, absolving the seller from all liability if the painting was purchased. Statements such as, this painting may or may not possess supernatural powers that could impact or change your life. And our four-year-old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room 
during the night. The painting quickly earned a reputation while being viewed by over 30,000 people on eBay, and more than a few bids were made. Some reported they experienced strange events just by looking at the painting on their computers or had an unpleasant experience. I saw it. I didn't really have anything besides it looked creepy, but that's about it. Children, it seemed, were the most affected, having nightmares after seeing it and waking up screaming. There were also reports of children who saw the painting and ran away screaming or freaked out. Others claimed to be touched by an invisible force. One person who tried to print the image had his printer malfunction. He might have just bought a bad printer. I was like, that's me on the daily with mine. (laughs) It happens. Adult claims range from hearing an exorcist-type voice along with a blast of hot air. Blackout and mind control experiences. That was the weird one for me. And one man claimed he became ill while viewing the painting and had to burn white sage to cleanse his house afterwards. Some say negative energy of the artwork could also trigger sensations of being gripped by an unseen entity. That sounds interesting. However, the sellers reportedly backtracked and wrote, There are no ghosts in this world. No supernatural powers. This is just a painting. And most of these things have an explanation. In this case, probably a fluke light effect. But it did not deter the believers, numerous websites, and chat rooms devoted to the legendary haunted painting of eBay. The opening bid started at $199, and at the end of the auction, the painting reportedly sold to Kim Smith, owner of the Perception Gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan, for $1,025. The good news, though, the painting did bring back Bill's career, and he was asked to paint several more in a series, and went on to paint a prequel to the hands Invent Him, along with two sequels, Resistance at the Threshold and Threshold of Revelation, requested by Zach Bagans in 2004, which depicts the same characters more than 40 years later and in the same style as the original. Bill has gone on record to say, there are memories, echoes of the life within a place. Maybe it is what's called channeling when I painted the hands resist him in 1972. I use an old photo of myself at age five in a Chicago apartment. The hands are the other lives, the glass door, The thin veil between waking and dreaming. The girl doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. The lady who purchased it at the art gallery, is it displayed or is it in like a private collection? According to these articles, it's on display. Oh. So you can go check out or you can just sit at home on your computer and type it in and have a look at it. It's a cool painting and I like the idea, the whole concept behind it. A lot of bad things happen, supposedly, but at the end... The seller recanted his whole statement about it being haunted, which is kind of weird. I mean, if you're going to put up something on eBay and say it's haunted and then right before it sells, go, hey, we don't believe in this shit. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of bullshit on his part. Mm-hmm. Some people say they felt a presence. Some people got sick. A couple people died after Bill painted it. And Bill's career was resurrected. So maybe that's paranormal in itself. I mean, that's awesome that someone's career is now like going back up, especially as an artist and a painter. Those Sometimes your career is going to go down and then you'll never get that back up. And now that he is, it's kind of nice. But what do you do? You hit the well and then you bring back all your old shit like a reboot. He rebooted rebooted. his painting. That's what I'm going to do. 30 years from now, when everybody forgets about this podcast, I'm going to give you a call and say, Lena, let's redo (laughs) this thing again. You say reboot and I'll be like, yo, I'll know exactly what you're talking about. We're close to death. Why is Chris doing House of Honey again? Because he's almost there. House and Honors, I will put uh, two of these pictures up. I'll put the hands, Resist Him, and Threshold of Revelation, because those are my two favorite. 
Is that the one from behind on the other side of the window? The threshold of Revelation was the one with the characters 40 years later. It has the doll and it has him and uh, okay, it's all yeah, 40 I years didn't later. see that one. Because I just cool. saw the other one. It's worth a look. That was my favorite one this week. I liked that picture. It was good. So what is your next haunted artifact? That was two. You did three. Oh, wait. Did, did you start first or did I start first? Yeah, I started first. Oh, okay. So out of the four stories, if you had to have one in your house, which one would you pick? The four? Yeah. Um, I guess though yours, your last one, the hands resist him because not everyone died. Like it wasn't, it was just haunted. It wasn't cursed. Well, you don't know if you're going to die. You can get sick or you can I, die. I mean, I mean, that could happen to anyone, anytime. Whereas with these other ones, it was like whoever had it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're going to die. I get you. I mean, if I hung this up and my kids started screaming, like it wouldn't be any different than what goes on around the house now. Maybe they outgrow it. Who knows? <laughs> Some people just like to scream, especially when That's they're playing Fortnite. <laughs> oh, that kind of scream? That kind of, oh, no, go that way. Like, okay, calm down. It's one o'clock in the morning. I know you're on vacation. Go to bed. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I just like the painting. I really do. I like both of those paintings. I didn't see that second one that you're talking about. I saw the one that's behind it. It was like inside whatever they were in front of. Now looking out of there it was interesting. It was creepy, but interesting. Well, that was fun. Maybe we'll do another haunted artifacts episode. There really was a lot more. There is a lot more. And you know what there is a lot more of this week? The news. <laughs> and here to bring you all of that wonderful news is Lena. Ghost <laughs> Yep, I still like it. That's ongoing. We actually have a release date now for Paranormal 7. We have a whole year to wait for it. March 4, 2022. Not only do we have a release date, we have some of the cast members that are going to be in this. We have Emily Batter from Charmed, Roland Buck III from Chicago Man, Dan Leppard from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Henry Aris Brown from The Deuces. Aren't you excited, Chris? If Jeopardy had a category of actors I didn't know, those would all be the answers. So there you go. We have plenty of people who love the Paranormal Activity movie. I mean... I don't hate it. After the first one, I kind of feel like I've seen all. That was one of our guests' favorite movie with uh, Paranormal Activity. Yes, and that's valid. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm curious as where they're going to go with this because... In the first yeah, one, it was the lady in the house and she was haunted and the picture was upstairs. And there was a whole story behind that. And then she went crazy. And then the second one, they're like, OK, that happened. But this is a prequel Star Wars style. We're going to go back before that. And we're going to show you what led up to that one. And in the third one, they took my money and I don't remember what happened. <laughs> and then in the fourth one, there was like the whole like Hispanic deal. Right. That was the fourth one. And I, I was I like, so yeah. Represent. Bring my people in there. Let them get a crack at the fucking paranormal shit. And I remember I I did like that one, but maybe I'm biased. I don't know. And this is what, number 42? Uh, No, it's only seven. um, But they said that the plot details are unknown still at the time. Oh, of course. The plot details are going to be unknown after you watch the movie. What's the movie about? (laughs) It's about an hour and a half too long. But hey, if paranormal activity is your thing, release date next year. Can't wait. Paramount Plus. That's where it's going. Remember, we were excited we didn't have to go to a theater to go see it. I'm excited we don't have to go anywhere to see things. Kansas City, Kansas. There's a bar in downtown on the historical Strawberry Hill, which was once a funeral home, is a 
Bar co-owner Fat Matt, that's the name that they give, is on record saying that there's a lot of experiences that him and his patrons are dealing with at this I think it's the name that's throwing me off, by the way, because that's what they're saying his name is. Why? Because he's Fat Matt? Come on. If you're going to go on record, you're really going to say, we know your name's not Fat Matt, by the way. That's a nickname. Everybody knows it's a nickname. Yeah. But if you're going to go and like be interviewed about your bar, wouldn't you at least give them just like, I don't know, something. But if you're going to, okay, let's say you're in a neighborhood (laughs) bar, right? And you're going to be on TV for not only your neighborhood, but the rest of the country to see you. And you're like, I'm Matt Smith. They're going to go, no, that, that's fucking Fat Matt. Oh, or you could be like, I'm co- co-owner Matt. Like, you don't have to do like Mr. No, blah, I, blah. I, I think you got to, you got to, if you're known as Fat Matt, you, you got to be Fat Matt. You can't bring it down. You got to, you got to lean into it because that's who you are. Or you say, I'm Matthew Smith and I own this bar. And then you go to the bar. They're like, hey, uh, how you doing? My name's Chris. Hey, Fat Matt. Like, did you just start that because you're a celebrity now? No, I say lean into it. I agree to disagree. Okay. Well, let's agree to agree that I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) No. Co-owner Fat Matt. He says, we see things we can't explain. Had two friends playing pool one night and the door leading to the basement slams shut. Two seconds later, all of a sudden, a woman's restroom door also slams and there's no one there. There used to be a crematorium downstairs in the basement. A lot of the patrons there also say they have experiences. So if you want to have a drink with some paranormal and you're in kansas city kansas go find this bar say what up to fat matt he deserves a shout out like he listens right sorry i was just realizing they don't have a name on it by the way there's no name of this of the bar bar. yeah fat matt's fat matt's is all i'm gonna go with Mm -hmm. and our favorite circus is moving around the paranormal circus will be in in grand park in san antonio from april 29th to may 9th is that that same circus we talked about? It is. It was um, somewhere else, but it's moving again. So it's just so, going to monolith I, itself around the country? It, it it might. I actually saw pictures. I'm kind of interested in this thing, by the way. There's a whole Instagram that was never announced earlier, but now I'm, I found it. Paranormal Circus. But it's spelled C-I-R-Q-U-E. And you know, if it comes down to your area, 2030, you're going. Don't lie. I'm really not. You're not a circus fan? Well, yeah, I am. I mean, I am I went to the circus when I was a kid. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, that's wrong. I have this vision of what a circus is. And do I need to see this stuff? I think the magic is just gone. Come on, people. It's 2021. Let the circus stuff go already. If they stream it on Netflix, I'm there. And I'll watch like the first five minutes of every episode. Send your complaints to Chris at com. <laughs> Circuses are awesome. You don't know what you're talking about. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Did you know Lizzie Borden's house was up for sale? It's on Zillow, isn't it? It's not anymore. It was sold? It was sold. Now that's a house I would want. You want the house where Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax? Allegedly. Allegedly. So when she saw what was done, she, she gave her father 41. Nice. Isn't there more for that though? I feel like there is. I think you nailed it. I think enough time has passed that uh, I could live comfortably in that house. They did say the realtor said she had some experiences. She didn't expect it and she got some. You're like me, like our dream house is, is a creepy looking house or a creepy house within it. So that I can make a profit off of. Right. 
Did you see how much it was worth? I didn't want to get sick like the people who watched the painting on eBay. It's probably it some per- insane amount. Two million. Okay, the, so the realtor had an experience. Uh-huh. But what does she stand to gain for having an experience? Because if you're selling Lizzie Borden's house. Well, the, she's saying this after it's already sold. Oh, she's saying after it's sold. Uh-huh. But, but how yeah, do you know well, she didn't she, say it before? I mean, here's I the bathroom the I didn't even the kitchen, know it was on sale. And here's where I had an experience. I love how we talked over each other just because neither one of us wanted to hear each other's opinion there. I think mine was more valid. <laughs> says you <laughs> i know we totally did what were you gonna say just i don't gonna... even remember because i was laughing that we did that we i was don't... like i can't stop like i have to continue it since i had started we don't do that often but when we do no. we don't shut up <laughs> right you guys are gonna have to sort that out yourself sorry about the house honors but it was sold it was sold to lansell who's the owner of the ghost adventurers and not like the ghost adventurers, but the one who offers ghost tours of paranormal places over 33 cities in the United States. He's going to open this up because it was a bed and breakfast. Who knows what he's going to have it is now, but I'm sure it's going to be open to public again. What's the old joke about not a bed and breakfast, but a dinner chair or is it (laughs) about a chair dinner? He's going to turn it to a chair dinner. There you go. Are you proud of yourself with that? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Yes and no. I mean, I fucked it up in the beginning, but I sorted it out at the end. It's going to be like Paranormal Activity 7. Man, you give me that. That way so much. I'm not the one who dislikes that that series so much. I'm really stepping on that shit. I that's the weird thing. I don't dislike it. I just feels like, well, we've already covered that. So let's move on. What else you got? <laughs> Since you weren't able to buy Lizzie Borden's house and you're really wanting some haunted property. Yes. There's a haunted county jail for sale in Florida for oh. 139000 That's in Florida, though. It is in Florida. So the current owner says it's time to give up this piece of land. She got it as a gift. It's supposed to be the most haunted building in Florida. It was built in 1928 and it was used until 1968. They said some of the most famous ghost hunters have been there. The usual triggers for these spirits are things like cigarette, booze, or money. This jail is located in Trenton, Florida. Yeah, I'll pass. It's a hard pass. I mean, <laughs> is the- it only because it's on the other side of the U.S.? Well, y- well, yeah, it's far. First of all, you know how we feel about things far. So it's far. <laughs> But it's in Florida. And I have nothing against Florida, but it's fucking hot, right? I don't like that. You mean it's hot and humid. And fucking alligators. What the fuck? I don't want to live in a place where shit can walk around on land and eat me at any given moment. Then again, (laughs) I could just be way out of touch and a little paranoid. It's highly possible. It's highly possible. So possible. I'm fine. It's too far. Price is not bad, but it is a jail, though. You'd have to renovate the fuck out of that thing. But if you renovate it, but then don't you... You take out some of what it's there for. It's that haunted, run-down kind of feeling. That not that what you expect when you're thinking of an old county jail that's up for sale? Or no. a haunted county jail in general. Like, if I think of a haunted county jail, I'm thinking of a run-down piece of property. Okay, see, now you're talking a whole different conversation. You asked me if I wanted property, and I, I, I want a haunted property I can live in. So <laughs> okay, see, I'm renovating the shit as soon as I get there. If you're asking me what I think about a haunted jail, then yeah, you think of it run down. You know, I think of it, like, I don't know why, but the floors are wet. Like, whenever I think of haunted jail, like wet <laughs> cement floors. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you're going to have, it's like some, some cement floors. Properties listed as eight rooms and eight bathrooms. In reality, there are eight cells with toilets and a yeah. uh, sink. That's, yeah, that's clever. That's clever. Right? <laughs> Everybody gets their own bathroom with see-through doors. For your convenience, the toilet is attached to the sink. It's an open floor plan. 
like, I want an open floor plan, but not like that. Not with bars. Mm -mm. So y'all go to the bathroom at the same time. What else you got? I got update. Mm -hmm. Terry Carnation made the rounds at the beginning of the month. You know, I listened to the first episode of Terry Carnation and I love it, but I kind of think he's making fun of me. I loved it. I, I loved his interviews. He, he did some great interviews. You know, he's he's pipping the fuck out of this podcast and I didn't think he was going to lean into it this much. Jumping in both feet, giving zero fucks about this. You can tell he gets a little agitated when they call him Rain. He's like, I'm Terry Carnation. If you see someone come on your show and they're in character, you're supposed to take him as that character. Like, why would you like break the wall? I agree. Like, don't do that. Like embrace this. Like you have this crazy offbeat character who's who knows what he's gonna say, right? Like ask him some crazy stuff to get some weird things he's gonna say. As her house at Haunter, Eric would say, Do not look behind the curtain. Shout outs to a house at Haunter. Look at that. What's up, Eric? But yeah, go check out Terry Carnation Dark Air. If you like podcasts that aren't real, then you're gonna love these storytelling type podcasts. I do I already do because I'm a a Reddit no sleep fan. So when I listened to the dark air, it was just like, yes, I love it. And that's the thing too. I'm not in for fictional podcasts, but for some reason, the character of Terry Carnation, it speaks to you. It dark speaks to me. Speaks it's me. To I, I think he's making fun of me. That's why I think it's a personal attack. Rain, I'd see what you're doing, bro. I get it. All right. I mean, but isn't, wouldn't, that, wouldn't you take that as like flattering? Everything but the hair. Yeah. Cause he's mocking you. Cause you have no hair. That's a total wig. His hair is not that lush. How do you know? I've seen The Office. If you follow Rain Wilson on Instagram, you know that is a wig. Well, we pimped him long enough. He's got a lot more followers than we do. He oh, should yeah. be pimping our show. Terry Carnation, start mentioning Please. How's It Haunting. And that's the update. But before we end the news, we have another report from our UK correspondent. Oh, yay, Crunchy. We haven't heard from him in a while. Oh, he's back to give us another report. So let's check in with him and see what's going on. Crunchy? Well, hello there, Chris and Lena. It's Crunchy here on location. Today I'm actually, I'll be honest with you, I don't know where I am at the moment. Um, I've had a bit of a bender uh, last weekend. Um, on the search for spirits, I found many spirits. Uh, Picardi, Jack Daniels, Captain Morgan. Other spirits are available, um, but I'm actually lost out in the wilderness. Um, I think I've been befriended by a pack of wolves, but I'm not entirely sure. They seem to be sniffing around my butt, so I don't know whether they want to eat it or f*** it. Um, but I can assure you that as soon I will find myself back into regular civilization, and I will be on the hunt once again for some more spooky goings on to see if I can actually find some ghosts for you but until I do that this is Crunchy live from somewhere please save me back to you in the studio wow sounds like he's in a little bit of trouble there I mean he said please save me but yet he doesn't tell us a location we I have, don't know is he still in the forest we have no idea where he's at <laughs> Crunch good luck Be hope safe. to hear from you soon you're kind of far. He's usually good at finding his way out of difficult situations. Yeah, he'll be fine. And that, How's It Haunters, is the end of this week's news. Ghost and shit. <laughs> we are so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs>
I don't know about you, but time seems to be flying by today. This time I was actually prepared. Well done. Once again, bringing the paranormal news to our audience. And that, House It Haunters, is the end of another episode. I am all out of stories. I am also all out of stories. So what is the topic for next week's episode? That's a great question, Chris. Yeah, it usually is. Tune in next week to find out. But House It Haunters, if you have an idea for next week's topic an experience where can they find us they can find us on our social media on twitter or instagram at how's it haunting or if you have any new updates on that jail for sale chris at how's it haunting.com how's it honors if you want lena to print out a picture of the crying boy send an email to lena at how's it haunting.com it has to be a painting that's not cursed to kill someone no oh, what's fun in that oh you trying to kill me off already <laughs> nice I'm not sure how many episodes this show is going to go. <laughs> 25 and done. We're getting close, lady. So you better watch what you say. It only went up to 25 episodes. What happened? They started hanging up paintings. I would seriously press the issue of the crying boy if it wasn't fire. Like, that's the only reason why I'm not going <laughs> to keep on this whole crying boy thing. What about the hands resist? I mean, that's fair. You have to do it if I have to do it. All right, deal. Oh, I can't wait. All right, like a well-oiled machine. Because what do we want to ask them? How's it haunting? Let me start restart that one.